you know, Gary, I don't know if I've ever asked you, as we welcome you back into the Plank Show live from Cavens Construction, do you have an NFL team that you root for? Or do you, do you decompress? Are you OU Sooners and then Sundays or just to see how the OU guys are doing? Pretty much, pretty okay. much. You know, back in the day, I mean, I would say the Cowboys back in the day. Uh, but, no, I don't really watch it any, anymore. I'm, I know this is kind of – it is what it is, but I'm kind of I'm, I'm kind of excited about a little bit about the XFL. Check okay, it out. It's something new. It's something gotcha. different. Gotcha. You know, and and um, of course, you know, with Stoops coaching down there uh-huh. in Arlington and everything, I'm kind of a little bit excited about that. So I'm excited to kind of see what what happens there. Me too. Let's see. They um they get things rolling here pretty quick too. Their first game is February 18th. Uh, that's uh, and that's on ABC, and that's Bob's Arlington Renegades. So there you go. You know what we need to get? We need to get some Renegades gear. Yeah, you know, and I kind of look at it as like you know, it's kind of like the, you know the the old movie, The Replacements. That's right. It's kind of like that, you know. So you want to cheer for them because the, the, you know they haven't made it to the you know the NFL yet. Maybe they've they, had some rough roads. They had some rough roads, so it's kind of their second mm, chance. Like so the way you're thinking. It's interesting to see what they can do. Like the way you're thinking. All right, so we got playoff talk. Coming up here in just a bit, and then this will officially become an Arlington Renegade segment when uh, when February rolls around. Uh, Gary, obviously, again, we ride the weather roller coaster, but you took me back and you showed me before we started just your commitment whenever it comes to uh, emergency water extraction and structural drying. I think just at its core, the commitment you've made, not just in, in personnel, but to to be able to attack even the largest job, That's that says a lot about how important it is to you to go over the, the the extra mile for your customer. It is. And, we, you know, we continue to grow that division of our company, that segment, and uh, we're going to, you know, we're just going to continue. We've actually hired a new administrator in that um, her name's Kathy, and she just kind of oversees. Uh, she's going to be overseeing just the water uh, restoration and reporting and working with insurance companies and working with owners, getting all the informations that the, uh, information that they need. So we've even hired a full-time person in, administrator, to kind of help with that. And Jessica and me will also be highly involved in that, as we always have and we always will be. But we're just uh, super excited about uh, our training and our commitment and our investment in the water restoration, structural drying, water extraction here in the Oklahoma market for sure, uh, from Tulsa down to to Norman, to Ardmore, to Oklahoma City, to Edmond, all around Oklahoma. If you have a water emergency, our team has the tools, the training, and the ability to respond at a, as quickly as possible. And we have some of the best trucks. We have three uh, trucks, uh, and we just added a fourth truck that's currently being outfitted right now um, with all of the equipment and everything. And we've uh, made another um uh, we made another $200,000 investment in new equipment that's on its way uh, for the water extraction, structural drying portion. We're going to have, by the time it's all said and done, we'll have more water extraction, structural drying equipment than any other company in the state of Oklahoma, if we don't already. Wow, that's incredible. And it's not just the equipment that you have, but, Gary, it's also your commitment to the training and to understanding. It's not like you just walk in there and it's like, all right, here's your dryers. See you guys. Because it goes beyond that. It's making sure there's no foundation issues and more and, and, and equally important, no mold issues because that becomes a major problem going forward. It does. It does. You know, we want to make sure that, you know, when there's a water loss, depending on what type of water losses, there's so many different types. But let's say a, a fire line or a main 
big water line breaks under the slab or something like that, it can, you know, it can affect the slab. And the, so we bring in engineers. We have a team that we work with that, you know, inspects this stuff and make sure there's no voids under the slab and stuff like that. There's a lot of stuff that regular contractors just don't know when it comes to water losses. We spend a lot of time um, and a lot of resources doing a lot of different classes across the country and developing our skills and getting certifications and getting additional training, um, you know, and, and that's the big thing for us is the training, getting training, training our people and developing our, our uh, methods and, and our people. So um, you mentioned Jessica L. Uh, wait, V? v? It's VT now. VT now, yep. sorry. Um, ma- commercial maintenance for businesses and you name it, you can help them out from, you know, retail to industrial to offices and property management. You know, again, there, there's a lot of challenges in trying to do everything, Gary, and it's it's tough whenever you're a business owner or you have a bunch of rent houses. Your commercial or, or buildings, your commercial maintenance decision help, our division really helps make that decision easy. One-stop shop. It does. They do an outstanding job. They do great. They help people all over the state of Oklahoma um, every day in every way, um, from grocery stores that have door issues to, um, you know, health facilities that have uh, all, any kind of different issues to malls to um, banks. I mean, just all kinds of places. And, you know, we it, from working on drop-down ceilings to helping uh, move furniture around an office to putting furniture together to installing blinds to working on commercial door commercial closers commercial hardware on commercial doors um, flooring uh, painting drywall repair cabinets you name it uh, the commercial maintenance team can do it and we have an outstanding team from our team in Tulsa to our team down here in in uh, Oklahoma City all right and and it's always the roofing side of things are there but Gary, emergency services, very important whenever it comes to uh, to drying issues, leaks, water, remediation needs, you're 24-7, 365. We are 24-7, 365 when it comes to emergency, from emergency board ups to trauma, crime scene, tear gas, biohazard cleanup, um, tornado response, smoke and fire uh, cleanups uh, response, um, hoarding, if you know, hoarding issues where they need to be cleaned up and hauled away water intrusion investigation, structural emergencies, winter storm response for emergencies, snow removal, um, et cetera. You know, the list goes on and on and on. Emergency sewer cleanup as part of the water extraction, um, you know, and roof repairs, roof replacements, free inspections on the roofing. You know, it just goes on and on. We do roofing in Oklahoma, Kansas, Texas, and Arkansas also, and our environmental division services, Oklahoma, Kansas, and Arkansas. Gary, you're the man. Cavins Construction. Anything we missed that you wanted to make sure we added on here? CavinsConstruction.com, Oklahoma, uh, covered the Norman OKC, Tulsa Stillwater, down into Dallas, Texas, uh, Arkansas, and Kansas. That's right. And, you know, when it comes down to uh, air duct cleaning, dryer vent cleaning, dumpster rentals, we do that too. By the way, as someone who uh, tried to mess with his dryer duct, I'll be calling you. Uh, thank you, Gary. Appreciate it. That's You're very welcome. Thank you, Chris. <laughs> That's the man, Gary Cavins, here at Cavins Construction, 405-573-3048. All right, let's, um, let's hit a couple of Air Comfort Solutions texts because uh, – thanks, Gary. True Sooner brought this up, and I know that um, I know that we kind of tabled it and didn't get – but thank you, Gary – that we tabled it and didn't get to it, but I feel like we need to have a conversation about it now, Josh. And that is the continual rumors about the possibility that 
Jeff Levy could be a candidate for the Alabama offensive coordinator's job. Now let's kind of let's let's reel back just a bit here. Alabama currently does not have an opening for an offensive coordinator. And I know that's shocking to some. Bill O'Brien is reportedly in the mix to be the OC in New England. He's also had some interest from Tennessee. But Bill O'Brien's contract, his two-year deal that he signed, does expire on February 28th. So herein lies the question. Is New England just basically waiting till his contract expires so he can continue to recruit and help out Nick Saban, which, to be honest with you, I'm not buying very much. I I kind of think if Nick Saban wanted Bill O'Brien – I mean, listen, this is a man who moved on from Lane Kiffin between, what, the, the end of the season and a bowl game. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, Josh, wasn't it the end of the season like a playoff game where it's like, yeah, we're going to move on here uh lane we appreciate you go be go be head coach at florida atlantic be great we're gonna we're gonna move on so i don't think it's a situation where bill bell or nick saban needs any help oh you know we're gonna wait till february 28th to talk to bill o'brien i mean i i gotta be honest with i don't i don't necessarily know if they're planning and and true i i know i know you're bringing up the hypothetical situation but it's being talked about it's if you listen at all to you know, Tuscaloosa Radio, right? If you hear my man Ryan Fowler, beyond trying to bring in a defensive coordinator, this is their biggest conversation, and it's kind of an unknown right now, Josh. And if you're going to wait till February 28th to make that decision, boy, that puts a lot of people in a bind as far as the timing is of that is concerned. And I do feel like that Jeff Levy's here next year regardless, right? Does that seem to be the same way you're thinking or no? I mean, obviously, if that opening comes available and Nick Saban gives you a call, if you're Jeff Levy, yeah, you answer the phone and you have the discussion because, look, uh, we've seen how many times teaming up with with Nick Saban in Alabama has been sort of uh, career revival territory right but in the case of Jeff Levy that could be also the launch point uh, offensively what Alabama has been doing um, some of the starts that they've had of late it's been remarkable I think Jeff Levy's got a great situation at Oklahoma I don't think that Alabama opening up just lock it up throw away the key that he leaves OU but probably he would have a very serious conversation my hope is that Yes, uh, and I would lean that he would stick at Oklahoma, even though it's wildly attractive, obviously, at Alabama. Just the, you know, I mean, his history with the the university here, the fact that you're one year in, you're trying to build something, Dylan Gabriel's here. There's a lot of reasons to be excited about what you have coming back at OU. But, again, you would would probably, just because of – who it is and the the head coach and what they've accomplished there, you'd, you'd answer the phone and have a conversation. So the other part of the text that I wanted to get to, um, I know that naturally we fall in love with the guy that was elite, right? It's like, hey, man, could, could DeMarco Murray be a guy that calls plays? The next offensive coordinator that's on Oklahoma staff is named Joe John Finley. And if that's not at Oklahoma, it's going to be somewhere. 
and it's not going to be somewhere small. I'm telling you what, it wouldn't. You know what wouldn't surprise me at all. Now, Joe John hasn't called plays before, so you know it'd kind of be a, a tough sell, I think, for a major, major opening. But when Ryan Walters was hired at Purdue, Joe John Finley was one of his first calls to come and run his offense. They went and got Graham Harrell, so it worked out okay for for Ryan in in West Lafayette, but. I'm telling you right now, we have a rock star in Jeff Levy. I know that some of you will not ever let what happened in in Dallas go, and I understand it, and I get it. But we have a guy that's going to be an offensive coordinator and an eventual rock star and head coach in Joe John Finley on this staff as well. And that's not just Chris Plank saying that because he likes Joe John and he's interviewed him. Ask anyone. Start when you have a college football person that you know in your life, beyond just a media blowhard like myself, former player that might be your buddy, whatever, ask him. Joe John Finley. First response, stud. And you don't need to hear it from me. Teddy's talked about it. Josh. Joe John Finley, to me, uh, if something happens where Jeff Levy takes a job as an OC, uh, by the way, to me, Jeff Levy's next job is going to be a head coach where he wants to go. And wherever that is over the next couple of years, you are developing one heck of a guy in Joe John Finley to be that next offensive coordinator at Oklahoma or wherever he wants to be, in my opinion. He is a rock star. What makes you say Joe John would be – the guy that would replace him if, hypothetically, Levy took the, the gig at Alabama, which, again, is not open at Alabama. But right, right, right. Again, again we're, we're just laying out a scenario here. Um, because I think, what, Pete Thamel, right, reported that he would be a candidate? Is that who on, put me, it out I'm there? Yeah, let me make sure we, we give the – my God, will you guys quit fighting over Walter Rouse in my mentions, please? I'm just trying to – how do I get out of this, Josh? How do I get out of this? Stop it. Um, Pete Thamel, uh, and, and again, to be very clear, there is no current vacancy at the offensive coordinator position for the Alabama Crimson Tide. But should they decide not to bring him back, then you obviously have a major OC vacancy right now. And, and I don't think it would be from the Alabama people that I talked to I don't think it would be a situation where they wouldn't want him back. I think it would be a decision where he says, Bill O'Brien that is, I want to go to the league. But, you know, this was, let's see, on three. And here it is. Head coach Nick Saban is going to go after some of the best available candidates on the market. Um, While the move is not official with Bill O'Brien – a move coming even before the 2022 season began. Alabama's looking for a new offensive coordinator. And Jeff Levy's name is one that he mentioned during an appearance on the Paul Feinbaum, uh, Paul Feinbaum show. One name I've heard is Jeff Levy, the Oklahoma offensive coordinator. He's obviously uh, had in the SEC West footprint. Uh, he's learned from Lane Kiffin and branched out to Oklahoma last year to some mixed results in a rebuilding season. 
So that's why that name is brought up quite a bit because Pete Thamel has thrown it out there. So there's that part of it. My reason why, Joe John, um, well, look, he's he will know this offense better than anyone, right? I mean, you're you're bringing in the one A guy to Jeff Levy. In fact, in my opinion, Josh, if if when Jeff Levy was hired, if Brent Venable said, "All right, you can bring in one guy. You 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 pick your guy you want to bring in with you. Who do you want to bring in with you?" I would think he already had him here. I think it would be Joe John Finley. So he's learned from Jeff Levy, right? He's been in other stops. He's also he's been a sponge for minds like Josh Heupel, and he'd been here with Lincoln Riley. He's worked under some of the best offensive coordinators on the planet, and he's very he's got a very sharp mind, and he understands it. You know, as a former player, he understands how to attack defenses' weaknesses. I just again. I don't think Jeff Levy's going anywhere. I just think, Josh, I just think we're in a situation where uh, Joe John's the guy. If it's if if anything happens where Jeff Levy goes somewhere else. And I know someone brought up on the Air Comfort Solutions text line, well, um, perfect, perfect. Um, wouldn't it be a situation that if Levy goes somewhere, Joe John would go with him? Maybe, but... If, if Joe John is going to be the guy that's calling plays at Oklahoma, and and I know, man, he and Lebs are best friends. But, I mean, that's a pretty nice little elevation, right, to go from being to, to go from being the guy singling in the plays and being part of the game planning to being the guy calling the plays. Yeah, I don't I don't know what that might look like. I don't I don't know if that's something that you can say no to. And and let's be real clear. Let's be real clear. All right, but this is all, if you're just tuning in, this is all very hypothetical. All right, we're having a, an extremely off-season college football conversation. I, I'm cognizant of a lot of things, Josh. I'm cognizant of the fact that there are uh, you know, family members that are listening to this and maybe just catch a little bit of it, and then all of a sudden it becomes, what's going on with Jeff Levy? So I'm very cognizant of that. But Pete Dammel's throwing his name around for the Alabama vacancy, which means you've got to be on your toes. And you always do when you have talented coordinators like Oklahoma has consistently had. I mean, hell, look back at Bob Stoops. I mean, Josh, he was losing a coordinator a year, it seemed like, from the offensive side of the football. I mean, in his first four seasons, what did he have to do? Hire three different offensive coordinators? Because they kept getting jobs, which is awesome. But... I would think, you know, just me sitting here and, and, and stump, stumping, and this is a fair point, stumping for Joe John, I do think that there would be a lot of people that would want to come here and run this offense. I do. And, and I'll tell you what, there's, there's guys that have been established play callers that Brent Venables has worked with that would be really good fits here, really good fits here. But as it stands right now, at 10:22 on January 19th, year of our Lord, 2023, this is a very hypothetical conversation. Did I get plenty of disclaimers there on that? You did. You know what's uh, okay. You know what doesn't feel like it's hypothetical. What's that? An official announcement expected on Thursday that Kendall Bryles is in fact leaving Arkansas to head to TCU. Let's talk about it next. Because I think there's an angle to this that nobody is talking about.
Nobody. And we'll get into it next right here on The Ref. There's some interesting stuff on the text line that I want to dive into. I like this, though, from Brent, who writes, Brent from Jinx. Let's not have this hypothetical. It's making my blood pressure go up. <laughs> Sorry. Um, and then there is this from the 918. Uh, does Jackson Arnold go with a levy? That's my biggest fear. That's from K-Puck. And I think that's uh, okay. everybody's biggest Everyone's. fear. With, with Which, you know, I mean, right or wrong, you know, Levy's a terrific offensive coordinator, but you're kind of – Kind of always worried about next, right? And Jackson Arnold is kind of right now represents next for Oklahoma football, being the the five-star quarterback signing. Okay, I get it. Because here's what I'm hearing, Josh Helmer, about Kendall Bryles and his move from Arkansas to Fort Worth. He may not be coming alone. I, like many of you, am surprised about guys that still have eligibility. Uh, someone had asked about Jalen Robinson on the text line the other day. I was blown away that he still had eligibility. <laughs> he's, he's getting ready to go to, to potentially his third football team. I'm still shocked that Spencer Sanders, whom have, as we've learned today, is on his way to Ole Miss to join an already crowded room at quarterback. I was shocked to find out that he – had any eligibility left. Um, Equally surprised to see that Jackson Dart was still in school. But K.J. Robinson, Josh, K.J. Robinson still has some eligibility left in him. And there is – now, I don't know about you, and I like Scoop Morris a lot, and I know that he had won the job during the offseason, and then Max Duggan replaced him and had a Heisman Trophy season. But K.J. Jefferson to Fort Worth to join Kendall Bryles? Well, your thoughts. I mean, that would make, to me, TCU a a definite right back in the the mix to be one of the favorites in the conference. I I think he's a really good quarterback. I do. This uh, this past year was probably a little disappointing for K.J. Jefferson. You know, they went into Arkansas, did this past season, dark horse-ish. In the SEC, and definitely, you know, not Georgia, Alabama, but in that next rung right below, and fell quite a bit short of that mark. But uh, I still think he's a good quarterback. He, uh, you know, dual threat, able to throw and run the football. So that that would give TCU arguably the best quarterback in the Big Twelve going into next season. So it would be, I mean, it would be a a big pull for TCU if they could do that. Big pool. You know what else it Big does? The, the other thing it might do is this. Now, Michael Hawkins is set to make his decision. That's a 2024 quarterback target for the Oklahoma Sooners. And it's widely perceived that it's down to Oklahoma and Arkansas. And there's a lot of buzz out there that it's probably, because he's a Sooner legacy, going to swing in Oklahoma's favor. But TCU was also on that list of, I think it was eight teams for Hawkins. And with Bryles going to, you know, from Arkansas to TCU, you'd have to think that now all of a sudden TCU maybe becomes the other finalist with those two? Mm-hmm. 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 I see what you're doing here, Josh. You want to raise our blood pr- pressure consistently here over the last uh, two seconds. I'm just preparing everyone. That is definitely – there will be late momentum, I would think, for TCU now. 
Okay, so we got to cleanse the palate here. I, I love what's coming in on on the text line. All right, um, Jay, Jay in Tulsa writes: Does anyone in their right mind think OU won't make an offer? He can't refuse to Jeff Levy to stay if Saban comes calling. Um, if here's another one: If OU can match the salary of Alabama, why would Levy leave? Um, th- there's this from the 843. So OU is now a stepping stone for uh, a lateral move. <laughs> it's Bama, but I hear what you're saying. I-, I think this is all hypothetical, guys. I think Nick Saban would do his due diligence and talk to the best offensive minds. But I say this with a decent understanding of of kind of the, the structure. I think Jeff Levy is really happy at Oklahoma. I think Jeff Levy is really happy – He's got young kids. Um, you know, we, we, we don't think of the family element of it. And this is, in a, in a sense, a homecoming to be back at his – and he, he wanted this job, and, and he fought for this job. I don't think it's going to be a one and done in any way, shape, or form. And I don't think it's going to be a two and through either. I don't think he's going anywhere. All right, quick break. Uh, let's cleanse the palate here, Josh. You guys keep it coming on the Air Comfort Solutions text line. Keep it coming, 405-651-3439. But there is a major announcement of a major addition to Oklahoma's newest professional softball team. We'll talk with Dr. Tina Floyd and her newest standout next right here on The Ref. All right, we'll get back to your texts in a bit. A very uh, historic day for Oklahoma City's and Oklahoma's newest professional sports team, the Oklahoma City Spark. We are joined by the boss lady. Tina Floyd because uh, we had a big announcement today. Kilani Ricketts is joining the team. We'll talk to Kilani here in just a second. But, Tina, take me through the process for you of of identifying players. And I know you've got your general manager, Jim Gasso, working on this as well, too. What has the process been like to bring in players that not just fit what you want with your team, but you know people are going to want to go watch? It's got to be exciting. Absolutely. Well, thanks for having me on this morning, Chris. But to identifying those players are, is really easy. When you are in Oklahoma and you have some of the best athletes around, um, between our coach, Coach Flores, like you said, and, and Jimmy, they, they vet out these players and make sure they're going to fit here well in, in Oklahoma and the, the message we're trying to get out there, which is to grow the sport and grow women, uh, pushing them forward. But Connie was a no-brainer. I mean, she, she has more accolades than I could even type up yesterday. So... <laughs> I've been after Kalani for a couple of days, a couple of months, I mean. Oh, man. So, real quick, before we talk to Kalani, uh, it is now Dr. Tina Floyd, so i got to make sure I get this correct. Um, uh, but thank as you've you. Gone, that's right. Congratulations. Um, Thanks, as you've gone, As you've gone through this process, right, and we're, you know, not, not even quite a year in, can you just take us through how fans, like their excitement level and, and just kind of, what the feedback you're getting about launching this thing coming up this summer and the excitement surrounding it. What's this process been like, and when can fans start expecting uh, – well, we've got a big signing we're talking about here, but schedules and things of that nature. Sure. Well, the feedback has been amazing. I, just you know, Even on our social, just to watch the followers and the questions that come up, and it's always, when can I get tickets? When are season tickets going on sale? So – you know, having us and then Dallas has added a team as well, working on that schedule um, has been kind of what we're all waiting on, of course. That schedule is almost set. So I have the announcement of 
you know, season tickets will be going on sale first of February. Then we will have nice. a schedule out there, and we will be ready to go. Well, take me through. Congratulations on getting Kehlani before we talk to her. Uh, Dr. Floyd, what caught your eye about Kehlani and wanting to bring her to the WPF and the Oklahoma City Spark? Well, I I have just watched Kehlani play forever, and there's nothing there that would not want her to be in, in Oklahoma. And I just, even with you know Coach Flores and the others that are involved in this, it was just a no-brainer for us. Kalani can um, do all of it, and other off the field as well. Kalani's a fantastic leader and is going to bring such guidance to this team. So that kind of puts that piece in there that we needed. So it was just, like I said, it was just it had to happen, and I courted her for a while, and um, we are going to take <laughs> care of her and her baby Liz. So um, I'm going to let Kalani tell you a little bit about that, but we are excited more than anything to have her on our team. Well, thank you very much, Dr. Tina Floyd. I appreciate your time, and congratulations on signing Kehlani. Thank you. I'm so pumped. Well, let's bring her on then, shall we? She is the newest member of the Oklahoma City Spark. Mom, Kehlani Ricketts joins us. Kehlani, welcome back to Oklahoma. Um, Can can you kind of take us through what this process was like? Because, I mean, let's face it, you're taking care of a baby girl, right? You're, you're, Mm -hmm. you're, you're, You're mom now. And, and you're going to get back in the game. What's the, what's the process been like, and what's the excitement level like? I'm so excited uh, just to be able to be a part of this. I'm so excited that Tina's doctor, Tina Floyd, has given me this opportunity to play in front of the state of Oklahoma again. And, you know, I got done playing in 2021 when I – in November in 2021. So it feels like it's been forever, but I guess it hasn't been that long. I just missed one season of playing, and so – You know, I've just been focused on, you know, being a mom and enjoying motherhood so far. And then when I heard the announcement that Oklahoma City City Spark was going to be bringing pro softball to the state of Oklahoma, I think that's what just gave me the interest of wanting to play softball again and play pro softball. And, you know, that week when they announced it, that's when I picked up a ball and started throwing my bullpens. I didn't sign right away. And, you know, I was just kind of waiting just to see, what if this was the best decision for me and my family because I had to think about more than just myself right now because usually it's just like, okay, I want to play softball, let's go. But now I'm like, oh, now I've got to think about my baby and my husband with this stuff. <laughs> and so, yeah, so it's been a few months since just to make sure this was the right decision and, you know, he fully supported me in my decision and I'm just excited to be able to be a part of this organization and have my daughter be a part of it as well. All right, I, there's so many things I want to talk to you about. Um, well, let's let's start with when you picked it up and you started going through your bullpen sessions and you started throwing again, mm-hmm. Kalani. How did it feel? How different was it? And did you feel like you still got it? So I, you know, I've been giving lessons in the area the past year, and so I've been around the game. So I've been putting my arm in circles. I went and threw to OU a little bit uh, during their season, and so that was. That was a little rough, but being able to actually throw a full bullpen, you know, that was obviously a little different with my hips are a little different than what they were before having a child. So I had to figure out the timing with that. But I think besides that, that's that's a little, that's the only difference I'm feeling right now. You know, um, I, I was I was so intrigued whenever uh, Dr. Floyd told me that, that you were going to sign because 
and I say this, Kalani, because I think you can help us all out a lot, right? You you played professionally, you played overseas, and this is a league that's really trying to get off the ground. So not only in getting back into playing shape and doing what you can do in the circle, how much of a resource can you be having played professionally to better understand what this league needs to do and, and what needs to happen to make sure that it's a success? Yeah, I think that's um, it's a great opportunity to be able to help out any way possible I can with my experience. Just being, I was a part of the old pro league that ended up folding the National Pro Fast Pitch League, and then I played in Japan, and so I've been on those side of things. And to be able to help in any way possible that she needs me to, I'm willing to help that way. Um, gosh, man, I'm so excited that you're going to play. I never got to call a Kalani Ricketts game. You know that? That kind of makes me a little bit sad. So, I know. No, it shouldn't. It shouldn't. What should make you? Well, here's here's where I feel old. Whenever I'm watching it, is realizing that you know by the time we finally get to the the summer, what Liz is going to be close to a year. When was when's Liz's she'll, birthday? Yeah, she was born May first, so she'll be about thirteen months. So. I know when I I was thinking about that and I was like maybe I should try to get her walking so she could walk around the field a little bit. I'm gonna have to for sure was... get her a helmet somewhere. So. <laughs> yeah, definitely on that. So How has motherhood yeah, been? Struggle. What's what's what, what what's being a mom? What's it been like for you? It's been amazing. I you know I think especially the past few years in my life it's just been so heavy with softball. I was traveling around with USA softball and then going to Japan to play and so. To be able to just be home and enjoy being a mother has been—it's been—it's been awesome. And you know, I've, I think just having to travel around so much with softball, I just needed a little bit of a break. And now, back, ready to get back into it and to bring my daughter around with me. Well, that's awesome. All right. So, what's what's next for you? Right? You mentioned you picked it up. You started to throw. You felt a little bit better. Uh, I know, you know, Dr. Floyd just told us season tickets will go on sale February 1st. We expect to schedule pretty quick. But in your process in getting ready, Kaylani, what's next? I guess I better find Lindsay Elam's number so I can start throwing some bullpens to her. That is, that's one of the next things. And, you know, I think just getting back in the, thing, in the groove of things, for me, I've been playing pro softball, I guess, for the last 10 years minus last year. And usually it's January, that's the time when you start amping things up and start getting a little bit more pitches in your bullpen. And so it's just been the same old from what I'm used to, I guess, and just trying to get in the swing of things for that. Kilani, congratulations. Welcome back home. I'm excited to watch you, and I'm just so pumped that you're going to be a part of the Spark. Thank you. Good to be back. Thanks, Blank. (laughs) See you, Tina. That's uh, Kilani Ricketts. See you, Dr. Tina Floyd, the owner of the Oklahoma City Spark, as we are getting set for a professional softball team in Oklahoma City. How cool is that? And, you know, based on some of the players that you see coming in, it's pretty exciting. It's pretty exciting. Um, I'll tell you what. I think it's going to be fun. I really do. I think it's going to be uh, an absolute blast to watch this play out. It's going to be hot for some of those games, Josh. It's going to be hot. But really, really exciting times for the Oklahoma City Spark. And thanks to uh, Dr. Floyd. All right, we'll take a timeout. When we come back, 
Do you want to dive back into this mess that's been the Air Comfort Solutions text line? Let's, you want to? Let's dive into said want- beautiful mess. Absolutely. All right. Also, I want to I want to say uh, next hour very guest heavy. Uh, Lou Roselli is going to join us, the head wrestling coach at OU, and then Joey Helmer will join us from OUinsider.com right here on the ref. By the way, I have one confession to make, Josh. There is, there is one certain fast food place that I love. I love it. I'm in love with it. I want to marry Whataburger. But I also, you know, it's probably not the best idea for me at, you know, 11 o'clock at night, whenever I'm just getting on the road, to stop and get a double meat with cheese, a large fry, and bacon, egg, and cheese taquito. Yes, all of that. And uh, for about the eighth consecutive trip back from Dallas and or Fort Worth, whether it be uh, – and, and Baylor, road trips from Bay- Baylor, I've done this. I get in the line at Whataburger, and I get ready to order, and it's like I panic, I change my mind, and I leave. Like, I can't do this. Don't do this to yourself. Does that make me a crazy person? And then I look, and it's like a double meat with cheese, like nine bucks now. What are we doing, Whataburger? What are we doing? I know. I hear you. Maybe you don't need the double meat with cheese. Maybe you don't need to judge me and my fatness right now. I'm going through some things. (laughs) Indeed. And when you're at Whataburger, you know, I mean, you might as well go all out, right? So, So you got in the line. And I, get, I do this a lot. You you did not end up going all the way. Was was there line packed, or you just like no? You just panicked no, like uh, I I can't eat this food. It's bad for me. I gotta go. There were four cars in front of me, which and I pulled up. Yeah, not bad, not bad. Right? Uh, they had to. This was in the Ardmore, a big Ardmore stop. That's my that's my loves travel stops. Um, I usually feel like I've accomplished something, Josh, when I don't stop at that McDonald's. I'm like, look at you, Mr. Healthy. And then you look across the street and you see that big W and you're like, okay, you never get Whataburger. You never, ever get Whataburger. This is a special occasion. This is – Cody, listen. It's a special occasion, okay? It's a special occasion. (laughs) He he texted and said, damn, that's a lot of food. Uh, It is. I'm not – which is why it's – you go, you go hard, or you, or you don't go at all. That, that's the way I look at it. Bring it tough to the pain, or don't come to the pain. I also, I probably wouldn't have got the taquito last night, um, but just saying a hypothetical college order for Christopher Plank back in the day. And it's not. But here's listen. It's not that big of a deal if this is your one special meal five times that's a right. week. That's right. <laughs> if I eat every single day, then it's a problem. But. It, it, this is so. I made the decision. The guy goes, oh, "Welcome, Whataburger. Uh, be just one minute." And in that thirty seconds that I was waiting, I was like, oh, <laughs> "You had a life-changing experience, huh?" So here, here's why I bring it up to you because I, I think the guy that was behind me, I think we locked eyes and had one of those, "I see you, bro." Moments. I started to pull out and pull around the car that was in front of me. You, you you couldn't exit there. It was a parking spot. Oh no! So, so Josh, I have to, <laughs> I have to pull around and just 
go backwards around the car that was behind me <laughs> in order to get out of the line and and get back on the highway. It was a very embarrassing moment. So, and you got nothing to eat. Uh, I I eventually I went. Let's see, what did I do? I'm trying to remember. I got back on the road and I was having a. Uh, you feel really good about yourself right now, Chris Plank. You feel you feel really good. Fought about those yourself. demons came out the other side victorious. And then I think I ended up stopping and getting a Whopper later on down the road. Oh is what man! I think happened. What? No, 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 no! It wasn't a Whopper. It was a it was the double cheeseburger. That's what it was. So I went a little healthier than the double meat with cheese. It was a much smaller burger. But no, I got some fruit too. I got my pineapples <laughs> at. I got, I got my sugar filled pineapples at Love's Travel. So Stop. hold on, so did this really healthy. actually boil down to the fact that there were like three cars in front of you, or like what happened? Because clearly. You lost the mental fortitude I later, lost, right? Exactly, I did. I think I'm not. I think the price of it. I think the price of it kind of scared me a little bit. <laughs> yeah, and it's then, not, fast food is not as cheap as it used to be. That's for certain. Yeah, I mean the the value menus aren't even cheap anymore, people. Yeah, it's like, but hey, I just here's your value <laughs> menu, and that'll be two dollars, please. You're like, wait like, a second, what? I thought this was the dollar menu. This is a small fry, and there's two fries in here. But, yeah, I, I eventually – those demons got me. Um, they got me uh, right before I was home. But, Josh, I did uh, I did feel like I won because I only had, like, one burger instead of a double – well, I, I did have a double. But, like, some massive double Whopper or anything like that. <laughs> you, you didn't get that large, large order of fries, so that was positive. You got fruit. I was so hungry, though. I was so – I think that's part of it. I think that, that's what made me scared at Whataburger. I'm like, you could really spend a lot of money here. By the way, Dr. Pepper shake doesn't sound good to me. I see it advertised everywhere. Yeah, they're, Lou they're, Rizzelli. Just, they're just okay. <laughs> All right. Lou Roselli, a man who doesn't worry about fast food, joins us next right here on The Ref.